0: Previously on box cutters. I, 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 don't, I
1: don't remember any of this at all. Ah, uh, that's because you were Ross.
0: Right, so this is a long time ago. Yeah,
1: yeah it's a long,
0: long okay, time ago.
1: Let's ago. just so start.
0: John, I, I had started. No, no, but that's terrible. That's, just terrible. <laughs> that's the sort of stuff. People love that. This is that. what we do here at Box Cutters. People love that. People tune in for that and the
2: video podcast. <laughs> there,
1: is, there is no video podcast. Hello, video viewers. <laughs>
0: Hello oh, and welcome to Box Cutters, episode 298, insert meaningless phrase here. My name is John Richards, joining me on the show today is no one, yes it's just me, Josh, Brett and Glenn are in Austin, Texas, Courtney and Toby Halligan are in Adelaide and Dave Lawson is off on a mission in space. But luckily... I don't need to do the whole show by myself, because we have one that I prepared earlier. Last week's show, in fact, went for so long that by the time we finished recording, parts of it had gained sentience. And some of the sections that were cut out from last week's show, I will present to you today. See? We all win. So in this episode, Josh will be looking and comparing Till Death Do Us Part, All in the Family and Kingswood Country, in a section we call Menage Artive, even though that doesn't mean anything, And Brett has an I-don't-buy-it, and we'll be discussing Sherlock and remakes in an ill-informed and shapeless discussion. But first, let's kick things off with the Boxcutter's news.
3: And now for the news.
0: Just one piece of very sad news to cover today, which is that Ian Terp's terpy has died of cancer on March 11th, aged 68, Ian Turpey's career spanned 50 years across most of the forms, except perhaps macrame and knitting. Uh, He's best known as a game show host for The New Price is Right, but he actually started off as a child actor in radio drama. Uh, He appeared regularly on shows such as Bandstand, Time for Terry, and The Graham Kennedy Show. In 1964, he played a bank robber in the original episode of Homicide. Oh, in fact, in the original episode, I should say, of the iconic TV show Homicide. Uh, He dated Olivia Newton-John, I mean, that happens to all of us, and he replaced Johnny O'Keefe as the host of Sing Sing, and became synonymous in the 80s with the phrase, come on down. He also hosted many other game shows, including Press Your Luck and Supermarket Sweep, and he was known for setting himself up on things like Club Buggery and Fat Pizza. He was involved with many charities across the year, and was an Australia Day ambassador since 1995. All round, apparently, was a top bloke, and he will very much be missed, especially by his wife Jan, uh, who he was married to for forty-four years, his three children, and his three grandchildren. And all our love goes out to them. And that is the Box Cutters news.
3: Hi,
4: I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men and/or women. This is Christos Chalkas, and you're listening to Box Cutters.
0: And now we'll pop back into the Wayback Machine and set it for last week, when this happened.
1: In the 1970s, three shows were made. One of them first, one of them last. Only three shows? In the whole of the That's 1970s? Yeah.
0: Love Boat, Heart
2: to Heart. And Doctor Who? Yep. Wow. That's it.
1: just those three. And they come together <laughs> in the box cutters. Menage trois. So it was the Simon Gallagher show in the 80s then? Uh, no, they recorded it in the 60s and then showed it in the 70s. Right. Okay. Barney
3: Miller was filmed just last week.
1: It, it was. <laughs> yeah, It was. And because of satellites, people could watch it in the 70s. Correct. And that's how satellites work. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have another go at starting this because it's gone wrong. <laughs> really? I love that as an intro. No, I'll well, still use it. I'm just saying you oh. should just go again. Three shows created in the 1970s are Kingswood Country, not, not the three shows. I'm saying three shows in general.
2: Nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition.
1: Kingswood Country, all in the family, till death do us part. What do these shows have in common? Pretty much everything. All three shows are about a bigot who lives uh, in a house with his wife, his daughter, and his daughter's fiancée, who he does not get along with. Uh, Alf Garnett was the first uh, patriarch uh, in Till Death Do Us Part, which was a, an English series. Uh, uh, Alf Garn- Garnett played by Australian Warren Mitchell. An excellent portrayal of 1970s uh, absolute bigotry to, to an extreme where people could look at bigots, understand that they existed and maybe see some of their own bigotry reflected in uh, in somebody else's words, maybe give them a chance to, uh, to to think about what was going on.
3: And bigotry was a big theme in English television at the time. There was uh, love, thy Neighbour there like "Love Thy Neighbor," things like "Love Thy Neighbor," "Mind Your Language," which were all written by very good writers. Uh,
1: the difference with uh, with Till Death Do Us Part is that it was actually quite political. As as a bigot, he was talking about. Uh, he was talking about immigration in in a way that nobody was really talking about. And you can hear that in this clip here. See uh,
4: Enoch is wrong in having a go at the Coons. Oh! Well he ain't seen the real danger. He ain't seen the real danger, has he? It's not from your coons, I mean don't want him over here stinking a country out with a bloody curry and <laughs> playing on my like dustbin lids all night long, but they're not the real <laughs> That's your Russian unions and your Chinese takeaways. Op-eds of fifth column activity, they are. Uh, we're on to them, do you worry about that. We're on to them, mate. Next time one of them commie shop stewards goes inside the nick, he'll bloody will rot there. See, they only pull them out on strike so they can get on the television. I blame uh, it's a fact, bl- it's not stupid at all. I blame the BBC for that. <laughs> Just encourage them, they have anybody on the bloody telly these days rock and roll, Vickers, sex maniacs. <laughs> bloody Irish gunman on there the other night I admitted the BBC did put a stocking over his head. But...
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Lots of funny. They only let. Queen go on there the once at Christmas that's all. You're going to be late for work if you don't hurry up. Yeah well I've be no bloody work to go to soon if these unions have their way.
1: Right so that's, that's till death do us part. Ooh. Uh, the Americans made a, a version called All in the Family. Now can I ask you I've always yes. assumed that
0: All in the Family and Kings of Country were actually legal remakes like they were using format rights. Is that true or were they just you know like Sherlock with Lucy Liu and it? I uh I, I believe that they were
1: uh actual legitimate remakes. I'm not sure about Kingswood Country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh all in the family was always d- talked about as as the the British remake. Uh, sorry, the the American remake of uh of Till Death Do Us Part and that happens because Americans prefer to make their own stuff rather than importing uh, somebody else's product they will they'll make their own version of someone else's good idea and that's what america does it's what they did with democracy it's what they do with everything else <laughs> bam <laughs> yeah
3: yeah that was slick Josh. yeah
1: watch watch them turn me away on wednesday <laughs> So did you say that thing about democracy yeah can't come in uh so so they, they, I believe, bought the rights to All in the Family, and uh, so, sorry to Till Death Do Us Part, and made it. Archie Bunker was the uh, the patriarch in in All in the Family, and he was uh, a right wing, gun loving uh, father whose daughter is in in uh, Till Death Do Us Part. Afghanistan's daughter daughter is engaged to a communist. In. Uh, all in the family. She is engaged to uh, a kind of liberal-ish hippie student who it's the hippie, yeah, yeah, has no job but he's studying. He's studying life, man, <laughs> played by Rob Reiner. So, so that's that's all in the family, and uh, very popular in the US, and to a does part, very popular in in, in the UK and Australia. We'll hear a bit of, uh, of All in the Family now.
5: He's a fairy like all them gun control guys. <laughs> I'm for gun control. Tell it to her, maybe she'll get the marriage or no. <laughs> yeah. Archie, what do guns have to do with maleness? What do guns have to do with maleness? duke wayne buddy what clint Westwood, there buddy what are you talking about barry yeah. cooper yeah. sergeant York. i could go on and on and on but it do do no good because talking to you is like casting pearls into wine <laughs> <No good>. <laughs> <laughs> Until I- Lady get down the street, no guns. She'd have been glad to have a rod when her two burglars busted in on her last week, I mean, oh, Archie, how do you expect an 88-year-old woman to go around carrying a gun? I don't know. She can carry it in her elastic stocking next to a very close bag. <laughs> All I know is, as an American, it's my right to pack a rod. Bull! What do you mean, both to the Constitution? It doesn't say that in the Constitution. I will prove it to you. I got a copy of it here in my history book. book I will. It's right there in your Second Amendment. Oh, no, Archie. That's the one that says thou shalt not make any graven image. (laughs) That ain't the Constitution, either. What you says, the Gettysburg Address. (laughs) Proof to you, I don't know what you're talking about. You just look it up, all I know is my God-given right as an American to have a gun in a house. It is not, Archie, the Supreme Court ruled on that as far back as 1939. What the Supreme Court says ain't got nothing to do with the law.
1: Right, so that's Archie Bunker, uh, and he is just going off his, his rocker about the state of the country as, as it is. He's nuts. He's nuts. Uh, Kingswood country, I'm sure we all remember growing up with, uh, with, with Kingswood Country. The patriarch there is, uh, is, is Ted Bullpit, played by the very, very bloody talented Ross Higgins, uh, who's also the voice of Louis the Fly. Mm. And just a, a great character actor, Ross Higgins. Uh, he was already famous too
0: for the Naked no Vicar show at yes. that time, wasn't he? That that had already happened.
1: Big difference between, uh, uh, between Kingswood Country and the other two. Kingswood Country... He has a son, as well as a daughter who is engaged to uh, a man that he doesn't like Lex Marinos. Lex Marinos. The swine. The bloody wog, is, as he is called in, in the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as, as you referred to him earlier, Brett. And, uh, and, and here is here is a clip from, uh, from Kingswood Country.
4: One minute, I've just come to pick up Grega. Well, oh, go on, pick her up and piss off. Oh. <laughs> just finished my beer. My beer? My beer? All right,
5: I'll finish your beer. Your beer. Watch it, mate. Watch it. All right, good day, Bruno. Good day, Craig. Well, where are your mates? I thought they'd
4: be here by now. <laughs> they are here by now. They're around the corner waiting for that purple valiant to leave. Is
5: <laughs> you, Craig? Yes, Mum? Good boy.
4: Mum, I just sat down Listen, boy, if your mother wants you to go to the milk bar and get some more coffee You'll go to the milk bar and get some more coffee And I have spoken All right Give us the keys The Kingswood? You're not taking the Kingswood I just put new carpet in the hubcaps (laughs) You're not taking the Kingswood anywhere Especially not the milk bar I don't want all those paddle pop sticks clogging up the steel
5: cats Take a bus, take a walk don't worry, Craig. I'll run you down there and drop you back on the way home. Con going now. Coming. Thanks a lot for the beer, Mr. Bullpit. Leave the money on the fridge. <laughs> oh,
4: bye-bye, Dad. Have a nice night. Uh, no. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. bye-bye thank please. you, Greta. Oh. Well, everything's ready. Sausage rolls are in the oven. Party pies are in the oven next door. Cocktail saboloys are on the boil in number three.
5: Number three? They're Tasmanians, aren't they? He is, but it's
4: alright, because
5: she's cooking the saveloys. <laughs> Don't
2: know where Donna
3: and the boys are. Ugh. Somebody should blow nuns up. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody shambles, of course. Somebody should blow nuns up.
1: And so here's the thing that I've noticed between, between the three of them. They're, they're all so very, very similar. Except that Kingswood Country has almost no politics in it whatsoever. Ted Bullpit just doesn't... Ted Bullpit is is a man who likes things his way. Ted Bullpit is a man who uh, I knew men like that growing up in in the suburbs. Like that was he, he was a man who liked his house, like liked his home and uh, and and liked things his way. Sat in his chair, mm-hmm. liked to read the newspaper for Phantom comics. That's what he liked. But in all of them, he's in, in this. He's he's treated like an idiot.
3: Yeah, and. There's a lot of beautiful insights that came through and took a life of their own for many years afterwards. Like, if you move the Holden to get rid of the Tarana so I can put the Gemini in and that sort of thing. And Money on the fridge. Money We're on the, the fridge. That- and like Neville. The, the Kingswood, not the Holden. Yeah, the Kingswood. Well, I can't remember that <laughs> that line. Uh, but And there's also Neville, the... Um, Concrete, Concrete, Aboriginal. Aboriginal. Concrete Aboriginal. The racism was much more casual, so to speak. Well,
0: it's interesting, because I was going to say the funny thing about Kings of Countries. is I remember that uh, Ted's a much safer character in a way that we, you know, we know he's just a bit of a fool yes. and familiar. And as an audience member, that's not as awkward as... Because like, I was never quite sure with the other two what the audience really thought about those characters. I think some of the audience actually agreed with Alf and agreed with... It Al and the other one? Uh,
1: uh, Archie.
0: Archie. Um, and yeah, and it's that thing of, of were the audience actually celebrating these racists yeah. on television? Well, and that,
1: that's actually interesting because I, I can't... I, I don't have... I don't have a time machine. Uh, oh. Sorry. Sorry to just... We and can and find that. some old people to ask. And that is the box, cut, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know what... Like that, that stuff that Alf Garnett says about coons... Which I thought he was talking about cheese uh,
3: is is really quite shocking. Mm. Uh, Did, and didn't he have problems shaking that off as he got older? And then Warren Mitchell. Warren Mitchell. Um, now I don't know where the story goes. Whether he he started thinking that stuff or being expected to act like that, and with you know, the British right wing getting bigger and bigger, using him as a bit of a poster girl for their oh. stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I also have the question that, that yeah, would have been asked by that guy if he was here, which is, was Warren Mitchell actually Australian or did he just move to Australia later in
3: life? He was Australian. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. He was uh, he's, he's Australian. He was born in uh, Stoke Newington
3: in London.
1: <laughs> in London? It's, yeah. it's uh, my place. Australia. London, Australia. No, it's, just, it's just up near the
0: Angel. See, Steve. without Toby Halligan, the whole show just falls apart. <laughs>
1: is. I really, my whole life, I thought Warren Mitchell was was Australian, but no, he just moved to Australia. He just moved to Australia. I think, I think, and it.
0: I, I, I think it was to partly get away from that. And so,
1: so I find, I find the whole trio really weird because, uh, firstly, uh, All in the Family is a really good adaptation of Till Death Do Us Part. It is. It is really faithful to the original without being a direct copy of the original. It is making all of the issues American and and the the, the house they live in. I mean, in until death the the house is tiny. It is one of those tiny English just boxes and in or uh, in the family. It is a large American suburban house that everyone can have lots of room in and. These all three shows circle around uh, a single man. Without that one man, they're they're nothing. Uh, Alf Garnett does these massive speeches, these huge speeches about what is wrong with the country today. And, And Archie Bunker also does these massive speeches about what is wrong with the country today. And Ted Bullpit just says money on the fridge.
3: He says, well, "What happened on the way? <laughs> a funny thing happened on the way home. Well, somebody should blow nuns up." Yes, and then then it's a big speech about all the pills he had to deal but with. But also,
0: I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be about that necessarily. What, what I would ask is, watching them now, are any of them funny?
1: Uh, Tildeto's part and uh, and, and and all in the family. Are have that funny shock value that that way that it can still be funny because like, oh no he did not say that
2: oh no you didn't oh, dun, 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 dun. so like uh, Mad Men with the drinking in the office and smoking everywhere right?
1: except it's real it's it's really of that time.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Kingswood Country just isn't because it's all catchphrases. Because I actually watched some Kingswood Country fairly recently, about a year or so ago, and as my local library had a DVD of it. And I thought, oh, I remember as a kid liking that. And there were three episodes. I have no idea whether these were selected or just, just three in, in a row or whatever it was. One of them was brilliant and hilarious. One of them was terrible. And one was just fine. And it was hard to imagine all three of them coming from the same show. The, the right. quality was so variable. Whereas I... I still, yeah, thought one of them was really great. I can't imagine watching a whole episode of Till Death Was Part* or *All in the Family*. I, I just can't imagine being able to get through one without just getting so angry at this show. It's it's weird. It's, for me, watching *Watching Till Death Was Part*
1: is easier because I'm seeing an excellent actor perform excellently. Like Warren Mitchell is just superb as Alf Garnett, and uh, and and he is vile and and hateful and you just you just want him to shut up and you're glad that you don't live in the seventies and, and are surrounded by people like that. But everyone in the show is is, is hateful. The the son in law is hateful. Uh the wife is uh is hateful in, in that she does nothing. Right? The uh the daughter is uh just trying to make peace. No one really comes across well in this show. Uh, which I think would upset you a lot, John. I <laughs> yes. think, I think that's, that's the sort of thing that upsets you. For me, I, I watch the performance and think, well, that's amazing, and so I probably uh, pull myself out of, of the invested viewer and look at it more as, as an art form. Maybe that's just my coping mechanism. Uh, all in the Family uh, is... I think would just make you angry. And I think it 's a lot easier to believe that America is on the side of Archie Bunker mm-hmm. than England is on the side of Alf Garnet for some reason and i don 't i don 't really know what that is except uh, for this is pre thatcher britain it 's a Britain that none of us really knew growing up, maybe it was like that, but all we know is the Thatcher and post Thatcher Britain where uh, riots happened and then people decided to try to get along uh, and concentrate more on fashion and then create pop stars.
0: Wow. That's, that's, that's your vision of history.
1: That's... <laughs> First the earth cooled <laughs> and then Britain gave us pop stars. Really? So I just... I, I found it interesting that all three shows were, were made, all three shows were clearly the same show, uh, except that Australia seemed to shy away from... From, from being as dramatic as, as the other two. And I'm wondering, is that, is that a reflection on us as a nation because we are gentler people or because we're more fearful?
2: Probably because we we're sucking more peace.
1: Astute as always, Cropley.
5: <laughs>
1: Are you one of those that follows...
5: <laughs> <laughs> follows the answer. Pepsi is putting coke into their... No, no, I can talk Just as much go. as I want. Got seat. the sly look, sly look, sly look. this is Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. I'll Go down on you.
1: Ah, Orson Welles. You know who reminds me of Orson Wells in how brilliant he is? Me. That is pretty much where I was going.
3: Put the awesome in awesome. I I, I thought you were going to leave it there just with the
2: body shape kind of thing. (laughs) No. That was a surprise. That,
1: that would just be rude. Lovely. Also, place. you have to eat a hell of a lot more to be like Orson Welles. He yes. really he loved snacks. He did. He loved snacks and women. He loved snacks and women more than he loved making films. And good champagne. Uh, you have for us, and I don't buy it. Mix
2: 101.1 here in Melbourne have uh, recently changed their uh, breakfast lineup, and they've got a big campaign on at the moment, which goes a little something like this. Oh.
5: Ha, <laughs> Oh! oh. Get cracking.
4: Come
5: uh, on. And there we
4: go. <laughs>
3: Everyone has a new circle of friends
2: join Chrissy Jane and friends for breakfast on mix 101 point one weekdays from six that is some of the worst blue screening that I've seen in about three decades um, it sounds like it's it's recorded in a hangar. there there's just I, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's natural reverb on there, because uh, obviously they've had to find a great big space so they can uh, can do this thing. It's it's uh, it's taking on the trope of big where they've got the big keyboard and and they're jumping on each of the keys. Except in big, it's actually a keyboard like a piano, whereas this. Every single key is the same exact exact same recording of Pink. So, <laughs> and
0: it's just playing the, the same thing. Started. And all you yes. have to do is stay on the one key, and it'll just play. Get the party started. They're going, look, I've, I've jumped at another key. But if only they would.
2: That's really not
1: that funny, Chrissy
2: Swan.
0: That's really how I learned how, how, how to how
1: to do music.
3: Now I have this. a feeling. Uh, now I may be wrong. I may be right. But those ads for the FM stations like that—that that formula ad. Would have been an ad from America that's repackaged.
1: So remember Anything? years, remember yeah. years ago. Uh, I think it was Fox FM and Today FM had a uh, Fat guy Dancing the the uh, the yeah, the hippo, the purple hippo. Oh, uh. had these uh, oh, had not
2: cars from Triple M? Yeah.
1: Had the uh, the hosts dancing with a purple hippo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that is coming back to me now. so that was taken from an American ad where they had a purple hippo dancing with uh,
0: uh with, with the well, there was a famous one too with the fat guy dancing on a train platform, and it turned out they actually not Dude, only like the running man yeah, not, they only they had copied it from America. they brought the same guy over from America to refilm the ad because right,
3: because I'm looking at that, and that ad says it's a music based type of show. And the idea in the meetings before with one hey, record. Yeah, with one <laughs> yeah, record. But uh, pink. Yeah, well that's what they had. They just had that one pink record. Yes. But that is a walk not in the my, black forest. <laughs> that is a talk show they're talking about. So they're trying to do their best in the idea that's been given to them. Look, I might be wrong, there must be there might be a wonderful advertising agency, um they can get my name and number after the show. Who <laughs> who Glenn are Peters working looking for a job. Yes. But I—that I, really smells like a repackaged ad.
2: And the guys, he's, there's a guy there as well as Jane and Chrissy, and he's, he's actually quite as central as the other two in the ad, except he giggles a lot less. But we get to the end, and it's Jane and Chrissy and friends. He's so getting sacked.
0: <laughs> and oh, he's like that member of Ross who showed up to find his face wasn't on the T-shirt. Do you remember that <laughs> yeah. great story about Ross? Yeah. Discovered He, just fired he was the his, drummer. He wasn't on the merchandise.
1: Well, he wasn't one of the Bros, was he? Oh, he right. wasn't Luke or the other. It's not brother. Bros
0: plus
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's even it's even more freaky if you uh, if you take out a bit of that that pink stuff and, and we just listen to them cackling away.
4: Ready?
2: Forget about the bad production values. The cackling itself just uh, just I don't buy that.
3: Uh, I do Scottish. Hi,
5: I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men and/or women. That's in parentheses. This is Toby Truslove. You're listening to Box Cutters. Oh, I guess.
0: In last week's news, we talked about how CBS is remaking Sherlock. Or, well, or how CBS is just coincidentally making a modern-day adaptation of the Sherlock Holmes stories which is in no way like the BBC one because the American One stars Johnny Lee Miller that conversation led on last week to a discussion about Sherlock and remakes in general which was cut out of the news section because it went on for a bit but it's quite interesting so
3: let's listen to that now shall we maybe they should um, cast a watermelon and call it Melon Entry (laughs) and then everything will be okay. Have you been
0: working on that since we started the show? Actually, is that really why you've been seeing this? Yeah.
3: You've heard my mind ticking. No, actually, that is a joke I've been running with for about 14, 15 years. And that joke is based on the uh, Basil Rathbound, uh, Nigel Bruce yeah. version of Sherlock Holmes. Nice, nice. Uh, where... Yes, um, did
1: someone, you? Someone managed to storm into this house, and there's fruit all over the walls.
3: <laughs> Melancholy, my dear Watson. <laughs> Actually, the fruit was I'm, I'm sticking g- out of Sherlock's. Uh, in the yeah, anyway,
1: anyway, it's greenlit.
3: That's all you it's need greenlit, to know. Yeah. Uh,
1: so it's greenlit, yeah. So I find I find the whole thing uh, really weird because there is no way the CBS version is going to be as good. As as the UK version, no, uh, because and, and one of the things that I love about the UK version, Brett, are you familiar with? There's a UK version of Sherlock. <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> yes, I went off and, and watched some episodes of that. Watched the original pilot and then the uh, the first episode going to air. It was uh, quite quite interesting. A little bit like the uh, being human. Is that the one with the the vampire, the werewolf, and the ghost? Yeah, a little bit yeah. like yeah, because they being, all walk into had a those. bar and yeah, yeah. and uh, uh,
1: so. It is, for someone who is as familiar with the Sherlock Holmes stories as I am, which is, uh, ooh, if I was doing this on a survey, I would say somewhat. Mm. Uh, I'm somewhat familiar with the stories of, of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, to still be interested by what's happening and, and intrigued and excited and uh, and, and committed to, to the characters
0: is quite an achievement. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. Have you guys ever seen... There was a telly movie called... I think it was called Cruise of the Gods. I could be wrong. This is a segment I'm probably going to cut myself out of. UI or EW? UI. Uh, uh, U- um,
1: is, this, is this a gay nightclub film?
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was, it was a, a comedy telly movie which had Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon in it before Rob Brydon was famous, I think. Steve Coogan was really famous. It had David Williams in it when no one had heard of him. James Corden, I think, was in it when no one had heard of him. Um, and it was all about... Coogan and Bryden had been actors on a on a science fiction thing in the eighties, like a kids' science fiction thing. And this was like a fan club cruise. Coogan had moved to America and become really famous. Bryden was working in a hotel as a porter and was trying to oh, this pretend he <laughs> was still six. It's really good. It's yeah. genuinely really really good. Um, but the thing I remember in it was that Coogan's moved to America and has been famous for a show called Sherlock Holmes in Miami. <laughs> and every so often they, 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 they played the opening credits of it and it was split screen and Watson was like a huge black dude. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's fantastic. And I just can't kind help of
0: thinking this is just Sherlock Holmes in Miami. I,
3: I, I do uh, have I'm, – I'm somewhat a Sherlock Holmes fan and I, I do prefer the old Basil Rathbone, even though I love um, Benedict Cumberbund and – martin freeman I, I i love that i still think the pure 40s radio play version is is the ultimate
1: but in, in, in those films as well
3: uh, and the films
1: and in 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 the films there was such great uh they, they were a great comic duo as
3: well they were um, so and, so awesome. and nigel bruce is one of the most hilariously camp hilarious actors you'll ever see <laughs> he's he is hopeless uh but I don't know about having Lucy Liu as Watson. I think that's just taking it just a little far, like taking the piss. I was I was all very happy about hearing there was a rumour about Michelle Yao, the Chinatown actress, playing Diana Riggs' part in an Avengers film.
1: Yeah, that, I'd, that, I'd, that, I'd, I'd sign up for that. That yeah. would
3: have been... Perfect, But it never happened But um, I think this Lucy Lou one is She happened to be free at the time I, I just don't think it works Sorry I got distracted Imagining Michelle Yao in The Avengers <laughs> yeah. And I'm
1: quite happy about that But uh, the, uh, the, the problem is There is As much as I love the BBC version of Sherlock There is very little difference Between Sherlock And all these other shows About people who notice things Yes. Right. So many of these shows are just oh, it's a guy and he notices things mm. and that's his special trick, like the noticer. Yes. Yeah. And uh, which I think stars an Australian guy. He does but he's pretending to be American. It's pretending to be American. Uh, and uh, and, it, and if you change the if you change it too much from actually being Sherlock Holmes, it does become just another version of the noticer. And here there's also this thing about Sherlock Holmes was in Scotland Yard but then sent to New York for he, rehab. Yeah, for rehab. And so so Sherlock's and, still gonna be English then? Yes as well. Sherlock is gonna be played by Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, they should have got Benedict Cumberban. He'd be yeah. really good, wouldn't he? He'd
3: be great at yeah, it.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh he's already uh, he's he's but, busy. Sherlock
3: Sherlock going to rehab is is antithesis to the whole Sherlock part because Sherlock has to bumble his way through as a coke head. That's that's what he does. That's that's what all the good Sherlocks have done. He's got a problem with opium and cocaine and he gets through it and he does rehabs not one for sure. maybe no, maybe it's... he's going to find God. Well, yeah, this... he could find God.
1: Oh, but because the uh I I think that the Lucy Liu thing is is that uh, this Watson is a a a teetotaler kind of person. This is getting worse,
0: isn't it? This is getting. This is getting. This is like that whole let's remake uh, Miss Marple but make her hot and foxy and young. Yes, ABC. uh, No, it was a Disney movie. Someone is doing a version of that. But but, uh, Lucy Liu's not that young though. No, no, it's not Lucy Liu. It's, it's, isn't Jennifer Garner playing Miss Marple? Oh, God. No, yeah. I, I think I'm not making that up. I think that's a uh, real thing. It's, it's, really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, if Toby Halligan was here, you could look that up. I know. Damn! Yeah. Why could See none the, of us
1: Google?
3: The, the, the ultimate American Sherlock would be Kinky Friedman, wouldn't it? Like, if you were really... Yeah, that's... If yeah. you are really hardcore on Sherlock, why wouldn't you just Why
1: wouldn't you just, re- like, make a TV series out of the Kinky Friedman books?
3: Well, I If would. you wanted
1: to... I would.
3: I've got a spare 200 bucks I'll put the money in. <laughs> you can't... Boxcatters listeners gave you
1: that money so that you could go to Austin. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you can't just go spending it on Kinky Friedman stuff while in Austin. Yeah, okay. It doesn't It doesn't just work that bribing way. bribing him. Uh, just give me a second. I'm going to look up the... Uh... Okay. All right, so uh, Entertainment Weekly in 2011 said, uh, Jennifer Garner as Miss Marple. Agatha Christie's detective can survive a cinematic facelift, and uh,
0: and that she would be bringing Miss Marple to the big screen in a Disney production. Do you know what alarms me most is the fact that my brain remembered both Jennifer Garner and Disney connected to that story. Because yeah. now that I've said that, I don't even know who Jennifer Garner is. Like, like I, I is she she's alias? alias. Okay, right. Alias
3: and Electra. She's um, so good at wearing different wigs in that show, isn't she? She is. It's, that's yeah. what
1: the show was about wigs.
3: Oh, the wigs it's are so good because she's actually uh, Joel Garner's sister. <laughs> <laughs> But in that show, you really believe her as a woman wearing three or four. I thought,
1: I thought it was. I thought it was a film. I thought it was a TV series about cancer victims. <laughs> it was written called Wig Lady. <laughs> J.J. Abrams came in, changed the title, and that's why he's so successful today. He's amazing. I,
3: um,
4: when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast.
2: Dust. pork is on the table
0: no time for pork no pork for you no not even chocolate pork that is pretty much it for episode 298 next week Josh and Brett will be back presumably and we'll be returning to your normal box cutters programming remember if you do want to get in touch with us you can contact us through the website there's a contact us link at boxcutters.net You can send us a message at hooray at boxcutters.net. You can find us on Twitter at boxcutterscast. And you can just shout at us in the street like everyone else does. So until next week, I've been John Richards. I'll probably be John Richards next week as well. But until then, I have been, and you have been too. And hey, let's be careful out there.
1: Books Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards and help from Courtney Hocking and Dave Lawson. John Richards edited this episode. Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff. He's good that way. We'd like to thank 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, for letting us use their studios to record this podcast. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes, or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps
0: keep the show alive and
1: makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there. Oh, that Orson Welles bit reminds me. Yeah. You can get uh, DVDs of the Dick Cavett show. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get DVDs of Dick Cavett Show. You do it. No one's stopping.
5: Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.